Welcome back to an episode of Atlantic Zone Coverage. All things coverage on the Canadian Football League, and more importantly, but more specifically, the potential expansion franchise here in Atlantic Canada, the Atlantic Schooners. Okay, so what a weekend of football it was. Let's just say the two weekend games were freaking amazing. Uh, what f- like amazing finishes in both of those games it was just absolutely wild. Definitely wish that those uh, that Rough Rider team was the one that came to Halifax. But uh, nice to see that they're pulling things together with that third string quarterback. I mean, and also really happy to see that the Edmonton Elks got their first one of the season. Gray Ford is looking awesome. He is, yeah, he's taken that team to uh, to great heights already in the two games that he's uh, he's played, and yeah, it's definitely exciting to see. And uh, I've got to comment, what an insane special teams play, or not so much special teams, but third down play that they had throwing that ball to AC Leonard. Wow, that was exciting. <laughs> um, so, anyways, a very exciting weekend of football. Um, yeah, hopefully this upcoming week uh, Edmonton can get their first home win and that streak can just incinerate, can go bye-bye. So that would be very happy, very good news uh, for that. So, okay, episode two of Atlantic Zone coverage. This is the this is where we're going to discuss uh, the situation surrounding both iterations of the expansion team ownership groups. Uh, so I, I say that with a little bit of an asterisk because I don't believe that this situation currently in 2023, I don't believe that's going to be a group situation like the one before. For those of you who don't know, we'll give you a quick little rundown on kind of where we've been and, and where we're at. So back in 2018, Schooner Sports and Entertainment came, you know, they came around. They, I mean, I'll be honest. I was super excited when they came around. I thought they were the real deal. I was super, yeah, I I wanted this thing to happen so damn much. I mean, I still want it to happen. But even back then, five years ago, I wanted it bad. So Schooner Sports Entertainment consists of Gary Drummond, Anthony LeBlanc, and Bruce Bowser. Gary Drummond is from Saskatchewan. I would say he's the main money man behind the behind that grouping. And Bruce Bowser was the only local guy. He was actually from Halifax. And Anthony LeBlanc, uh, he was easily the most vocal of the group. He was always the one in front of the cameras doing the interviews. And yeah, just, I mean, he was the one who met with the local government when it came to getting... Uh, funding for stadium uh, he was always that guy so that process started they were having the meeting with the local government uh, they came out i'm not too sure if this was prior to or after getting uh, the funding uh, not so let me put an asterisk in there let me go back <laughs> anyway so they came out with a potential stadium uh, location of shannon park Personally, I think that is the best location. The idea of ferrying people, using a ferry to take people from downtown Halifax where the businesses, like for the restaurants and hotels and all that stuff, 
taking the fairy to the game would be an insane experience. I think it'd be the super, it'd be super cool. So currently we have three fairy terminals and Bedford's going to be getting a fairy terminal at some point. Uh, so I think, you know, four different drop-off and pick-up locations you could keep traffic into, into the game, uh, very minimal. It would have been super cool. Uh, not too sure why the government didn't see it that way. So the government essentially would, oh, sorry, let me also mention this. At that location, and I'm sure this would have been at all locations, no matter where that they had found it, they showed an idea uh, of an inflatable dome that they could use for the winter. So that youth programs and soccer, football, any kind of sport like that could go and use it at you know a reduced fee, which makes complete logical sense. We have, I mean, out here in Bedford, we have Range Park that gets flooded all the time. So, I mean, that's one facility that, you know, it's hit or miss if you can use it. So. Yeah, so that was for uh, the Shannon Park location. Now, when it came to uh, the money, the government didn't see, like the, the local government here in Halifax, they didn't feel that Shannon Park was a, you know, a, a good location, apparently. So they did agree to give $20 million in funding to Schooner Sports and Entertainment if they didn't put the stadium in Shannon Park. Obviously, there was no real set location for a stadium outside of Shannon Park. There was discussions, you know, uh, in Bears Lake, where they're kind of where they're putting the hospital. I don't. I mean, people say oh, by the airport, which I don't think would be feasible. And uh, I think there was another location at Woodlawn. So, anyways, so that was kind of where everything was, you know, left. And then COVID hit. So because of COVID, things kind of fell by the wayside. Obviously, money was not as easily given out. And, you know, we're still recovering from that, clearly. But fast forward to 2023, uh, we have many different people discuss in discussions with Randy Ambrosi and the board of directors about potentially expanding to Halifax. So. The current situation, and I don't know, I don't really want to speak on many different names. I'm just going to focus on the one because this one person definitely gets me the most excited. And I think that this person will probably end up with the team. So I'm just going to focus on this one. So for those of you who actually went to Touchdown Atlantic uh, and you were, you know, soaking in the sights, enjoying the game. Uh, if you were kind of, I'm not so much saying that you weren't paying attention, but I knew what to look for. But I was always really excited when I saw this person advertising at the game. Uh, so I don't know if, let's just say, any of you who actually went to Touchdown Atlantic, try to think back on some advertising you saw and maybe kind of think to yourself who... Who might I be referred to? That's um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm just going to you know give you a little bit of a rundown on what I found out about this person, and we'll see if you know this actually works out. We have our hope, our hopes set very high that this will be the officially um, 
person who runs the team. So anyways, let's get back into it. So um, this person is born and raised in the Maritimes, uh, went to school in the Maritimes, and they started their businesses here. They have many, many locations for one of their businesses in the Maritimes and have expanded down to the U.S. And then the other business that he's kind of associated with. And so the other business that they are associated with, this person, uh, it's all across Canada. So they're they're kind of diverse in, in what they have done. Uh, and I will say that I think that I have been told that this person, you know, was kind of raised within money already. So, I mean, knowing that they are kind of well off, you know, they might be able to handle just the expansion on their own. We talked about a little bit of the businesses, advertising. I found out that this person is also very involved in charities locally. So that's, you know, a very big and important thing for any, I would say, any ownership group. I mean, if you look at Amar Doman, I don't know what he does charity-wise, but he seems very involved in the community from an outside perspective. Maybe if the BC Lions fans, when you see this, hit us up on Twitter ATL zone coverage. Let us know what you think on Amar Doman and how he's doing and maybe what charity work he does do in British Columbia. So this person, uh, the potential owner here in Atlantic Canada, uh, is involved in many charities, Mental Health Foundation, Feed Nova Scotia, Arthritis and Alzheimer's Society. Um, and yeah, so there's a few others as well. I don't want to name them just because I don't, I might, you know, might drop too many hints for who it could be. So, so everything's kind of checking on. We're checking a lot of boxes here with this potential owner and how good of a fit that they would be here uh, within the community of the CFL, but also within the actual community of Halifax. Um, now, all those things, you, you're going to also have to deal with the situation with the stadium. So, Okay, let me. I keep getting ahead of myself here. I'm just so excited to talk about this. But, anyways, let's. I'm going to essentially say my thoughts on this person uh, based on one personal thing that I had found out about um, this person, this individual. So, one of the things that someone had told me was that this individual was a die hard football fan. So, I mean, right away, that gets me super excited, knowing that they are so um, diehard about, obviously, this sport that we're trying to get a friggin' team for. It's it's very um, exciting to me and important because I not only do I want them to be local, I want them to, to feel some sort of passion about this project. It's not an easy project. An expansion team, typically, if you look back, they struggle. They struggle for a bit. So obviously they would need to um, find the right people. You know, if you're diehard, you, you might have some connections within the football community already. So I would want them to use that knowledge that they have on the sport to actually find the right people, put these people in place, and get us a competitive team right from the start. Now, obviously, as a diehard fan, I'm going to be there regardless, rain or shine, in the snow, win or lose. I don't care. I want to support this team because I've, I'm just so desperate and I'm jealous of all these other teams 
um, all these other fans across the league that get to go and, and support their teams. So, okay. So this person all in all, I think has a lot of things that would be beneficial to expand to the expansion team in Atlantic Canada. And I'm just very excited about this idea about this person being uh, involved. They've done low, like lots of actual local work as well, not just between those two businesses. Um, and they also have some smaller businesses as well, like that, that they do. So, and I will kind of drop a little bit of a hint. I don't know how many people would actually know this, but I was told that this individual is currently building a house in Halifax with an estimated value of $20 million or more. So like, come on, it's just makes more, it makes loads of sense. All right. So I totally missed this note here. My hand, my chicken scratch over here. It's kind of, I missed it. But anyways, this individual as well has, does have ties to St. Mary's. And I think that that's very important when it comes to the situation surrounding um, the potential stadium. So it seems like the only logical place to put the stadium now would be at St. Mary's University. This individual having ties and having an honorary degree from St. Mary's, and I believe they've also made a donation to their business school there. It's very important to have those relations, the working relations with St. Mary's, because if a permanent facility does go on, on St. Mary's property, it, you, you're going to have to work together. It's going to be uh, super important that they work that stuff out. So I, when I found out that they had the honorary degree and they made that donation, I think that it was a, a very important piece of the puzzle because they're going to need to, um, they're going to need to work together to get the stadium where it needs to be. Um, and I, I was, I believe it was the, Three Down Nation podcast where uh, John Hodge mentioned that St. Mary's wanted to put 24,000 seat stadium on there, like there anyways. So if that's, if that's, you know, uh, what they want to do, it's definitely feasible that we can get both the parties together and work out a number um, that benefits each other. And then, yeah, I think it would be a pretty decent location for, uh, a, a, an expansion team to start. I do think that those seats are going to suck for a long time and I'm not going to be, I won't be content with it, but I, I mean, at the same time, I don't care at all because I want this team so badly. So anyways, uh, the current situation, essentially what I'm trying to say is the current situation uh, with expansion is definitely very exciting. I think that, we have come a long way in the five years, uh, and I think that we are better off now uh, when you compare the ownership, uh, potential ownership now to what it could have been five years ago. I love the fact that the new situation is going to be local, and, and just the fact that um, there's so many positives. I've heard some negatives about this person, but I think that the, the positives outweigh the negatives. And essentially, I believe that 
Schooner Sports and Entertainment didn't have the right in- intentions. Maybe they did because obviously they were, they were looking to get a team here. But in the long run, do I feel like they would have been a beneficial ownership uh, for the team? Probably not uh, based on the information that I have heard about them. Uh, I mean, and there's a reason why Anthony LeBlanc was so quick to take that position with the Ottawa Senators. If you are wholeheartedly in this thing to get the expansion team into Halifax, I don't know if someone comes calling with a, a job that, you know, if things are going good and you're in, and everything is in there for the right, the right reason, I probably wouldn't take a position with another sporting team. But anyways, uh, let us know if you think you have an idea, I guess, of maybe who um, the local ownership group could potentially be. Um, once again, like I mentioned it earlier, we are on Twitter at ATL Zone Coverage. And uh, yeah, so essentially that's all the information I can pretty much discuss right now. I'm very excited about the 2023 potential ownership group and i'm very i know i know what happened in 2018 where they announced hey the team's name is gonna be the atlantic schooners but i almost feel that at the great cup in hamilton who knows randy ambrosi said on an interview during the uh, halftime show or the halftime of the great cup sorry great cup uh, during Touchdown Atlantic, that the ball is moving down the field. We're in the red zone now. So, I mean, I have my hopes set very high, and I know I should tether, tether them back a little bit, but I do feel that things are going very well. We have the potential uh, stadium location, and, you know, maybe on the Grey Cup this year in Hamilton, maybe they make an announcement that this that this thing will happen. Um, who knows? So anyways, that's where things are right now. Definitely feel free to shoot us a message on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts on the potential ownership compared last uh, last group, Schooner Sports Entertainment, to maybe who you think is going to be uh, the ownership group this time around. Uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes, and I actually prefer it that way. I love that it's being uh, kept close to the vest because, I mean, I have no idea until quite recently that, you know, a potential ownership group was ready to go pretty much for the most part. I couldn't say ownership group. A potential owner was almost ready to go. So knowing the stadium's in place somewhat and an owner's there, I don't think we're, we're too far off from making this thing happen. So I'm very excited at the possibility. And we hope that you guys are as well. So anyways, uh, I'm going to pretty much end things there. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the episode. Um, would you support? Coming, would you want to come to Halifax to uh, for a game at some point down the road? Anything. Just feel free to spread the love. And uh, yeah, it, hopefully the uh, Atlantic Schooners become a thing in the near future. So anyways, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Sorry for the ramblings. I tend to do that a lot. And what you don't see is me also talking with my hands over here. So my arms are going crazy. But anyways, (laughs) I'm rambling again. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, we're going to try to make this a weekly, bi-weekly thing, and we're going to keep um, you know, getting out there and being part of the CFL community. I'm going to add this as well. In the five years since I've been away, I've already come across people that we met at CFL games in, uh, in five years ago. Uh, we've come across on Twitter, obviously, but um, yeah, so many fans that we've come across and I'll, I'll be posting pictures of, uh, of us with those fans uh, at some point on Twitter. So yeah, the CFL family really is amazing and it's just so exciting to be back and um, hopefully we can, you know, build this thing up and, and uh, stick around for a lot longer. So anyways, uh, thanks again for listening and uh, catch you on the next episode.